0: Met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face—the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Join
1: us. Welcome to Rabbit Join and Red Radio. You
2: are fucked
1: hard. (laughs) You like that. I am John Rhodes, co-host, and along with me as always, sadly returning. God, I can't believe you, bro. You're fucking back. Michael J.
2: You know, you don't have to add that extra syllable or pause or whatever. It's like so dramatic, and it really doesn't need to be.
1: Uh, It was just Um, a sigh of regret.
2: Sigh of regret? Uh, I regret my existence, so I can understand
1: that. You and me both, my friend, but what I do not regret is our very special guest joining us tonight, the one, the only, I say that a lot, but it's fucking Dave Z. Holy fuck,
3: he's here. Hey, yeah, I'm here. Fucking happy to be here, too. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Oh, we're fucking happy to have you, Dave. How the hell have you guys been?
3: Awesome man, awesome! I have a question. I just figured that. Okay, I'm bullshitting. I didn't just figure. I was thinking the other day, but Bullshit. no, no, check it out. Am I... <laughs> Michael would know? Actually, no, you both would know. Am I the only person to have been featured on Morbidly Made, VHS Life, and Red and a Red? Besides the two of you, um, yes. Who the fuck would have thought that Dave Z of all people would have been the answer to that trivia question, huh?
1: Yeah, that's That's actually true. Cause I, I had to run through everyone and yeah, you are the only link that connects all three shows.
3: Isn't that something? Because when I heard, when you guys said, Hey, let's <laughs> do this show. I was like, yeah, awesome. And then I was like, wait a minute, I've been on all three show. Granted, I wasn't on the real morbidly made when you were on there. I was there when you weren't there, but for the, you know, for the sake of statistics, I was there all three on the only other guy besides you two. So that's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah who would have thought
3: think. that? Because <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit and Red, i got to give Rabbit and Red prop. Without Rabbit and Red, there would be no Dave Z online uh, doing any podcast because I didn't know what a podcast wasn't until I heard The Skeleton Crew. It's This is well documented. But there would not have been a Skeleton Crew if there was not a Rabbit and Red prior to that. So. I'm actually, you know, I'm grateful that this show ever started, obviously.
2: Well, and technically me leaving Rabbit and Red in the first place, which, yes. Um, which I really wish we had that unedited footage from when I actually did leave because that was a footage. really big blow-up. Footage, uh, huh, Mike? Footage, not footage. Not oh, see,
1: footage. See, see, you don't like it when it's on the other fucking foot, do you, <laughs> Mr. Technical <laughs> Asshole? <laughs>
2: Oh, I am gonna fucking figure something out that you were f- – oh, oh, god, am I gonna figure this out? Well, it's. I mean, it's all right. For Dave, already knows this is a huge step down for him. Anyway, I mean, you know. Uh, wow. Um, nah, it's all fine. I
3: just, I just fucking gave Rabbit and Red props. Are you kidding me? Like I said, without Rabbit and Red, I would never have done a podcast. So uh, that's. that's not okay. This this show has been on for how many years? When was the first episode? It's been over.
2: Eight it years was now? June, June of two thousand ten, yeah, like June sixteenth or seventeenth of two thousand ten. Well, there you go. It, it, this is Thursday. not a step
3: down. This is fucking. This is this is cool, man. That's all I'm you
2: saying. Know, and and I'm wondering. And you know, I have to, I have to do a, a, a look back. And I think this is going to be a very special segment if I actually um uh, take the time to go through and do it. I would love to hear. The evolution of me doing the fellatio sound effect on the air.
1: Yeah, no like, one cares about that. I would. I have to, to be hear honest hear with you. Nobody cares about <laughs> that.
2: From, yeah, but from when it started to now. Because I'm, I'm trying to think. Did I do it back on Rabbit and Red back in the day? I know I did it on Skeleton. from. pretty sure I did it there. And then oh, I wow. Definitely. Know, Morbidly made in V. I'm I'm sure I did it on Morbidly Made in VHS Life as well. So, and I know I've done it on here since we started. But did I do it back in the 2010 um, um, era with this show? I think I did. And I'm going to have to go back and look and and do like an evolution of Michael J. Fellatio. Yes. Yeah, no one gives a shit. But (laughs) I've gotten so much better over the years because. And I, I hear other people practice
1: makes perfect, Mike, practice what? makes perfect. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, you should perfect.
1: really just start with your fingers first. All right. Then you get a feel as to if you're using any teeth, anything like well,
2: that. No, well, no, <laughs> I've done that because that's how you do with the gag reflex. You stick your fingers down your throat. And if you don't vomit, then you know that you can handle.
3: It. Oh, man, I'm just so glad I wasn't born a woman because I can't put anything in my mouth. Like, like, more than food without wanting to puke. I, I cannot – or a gay man. Although, I have said many times I wish I was a gay man because I think that they have plenty of advantages. And I think that, That's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into that that whole thing now. But I would not be able to perform because I'm telling you, I, I put some pills in my mouth sometimes, and I, I started having like – you know what I mean? So, I could not suck a dick, unfortunately. Yeah, well.
1: It depends on the how film, much the money film. is on the table.
3: Yeah, but puke <laughs> is puke. Are you kidding me? Someone says, here, here dude, here, here you go. Here's 5G, suck a dick. You know what? Is for the money, maybe. But I don't think I can last more than 30 seconds. I think I'd puke if the guy was more than 5 inches. Now I, st- I sound like Michael J. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Yeah.
2: 5 inches, <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't know how I would do at it. I'm just it's saying everyone has that. a price
3: for the million dollar man. You're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's ah. exactly right. Everyone has a price.
3: Oh, a hundred percent. Dude, that's, that's a fact. Everyone does have a price. You just keep if,
1: if up a complete bills. stranger. Yeah. If a complete stranger walked up to me with a briefcase and it, let's say there's, I, I don't know, 15 grand in it, man, I would suck his dick, juggle his balls and finger his asshole. <laughs> all at the same time i don't I'd know if i'd be a bad i would do it
3: <laughs> so what i i would ask my wife before i did it i'm like listen are you gonna <laughs> look at me differently if i if i did this and i know my wife she's fucking she's cool as fuck she's like no get that fucking money i'm like all right then i do it you know <laughs> but that you I, just gotta run that by your, your your partner
1: you know what i mean i, I think that would be my private shame <laughs> john why are you crying yourself to sleep every night
3: don't worry about it.
1: The house is paid for. Yeah. That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Don't
3: fry
2: yourself to sleep.
0: Take that bitch
2: like a man.
3: Uh, you know the million dollar man was based on fucking Vince McMahon himself. <laughs> I did not,
1: but that's <laughs> fucking hysterical.
3: Dude, Vince McMahon was on an airplane, okay? And he dude hates smoking. Hates cigarettes, hates cigars, fucking hates it. So he was on a plane in the 80s, back in the days where you could smoke in first class. And he was in first class. And the guy lights up a cigarette. And Vince McMahon tells the guy, hey, I'll give you $100 to put that cigarette out. And the guy says, no, I'm enjoying my cigarette. Anyway, it goes up and up and up. Finally, the deal gets to I will give you $500 and pay for your fucking flight, for your ticket that you've already paid for to put out that cigarette. And the guy finally does. (laughs) true story Bruce Pritchard podcast what am I telling you John (laughs) that's how I found that story out
1: (laughs) but it's awesome
3: yeah isn't it fucking crazy but that's what the guy (laughs) did Vince McMahon gave the guy $500 and paid for his plane ticket to put out a cigarette he kept peeling the hundreds back until the guy fucking had a price (laughs) (laughs) awesome
1: (laughs) oh shit Yep. So what's been going on with you guys?
3: I'm working a lot. Nothing special of me. I'm working fucking like a mad dog, and I'm lucky to squeeze in three movies a week. That that's my life right now.
1: Yeah, I, I fucking hear you. But uh, since no one really cares about Mike, I'm going to go. Um, yeah, please do. Uh, for whatever reason, I just couldn't sleep the other night, so I decided just to throw on a movie and I'm looking through and it's already late. So I was just like, I want something shorter. And I ran across vacancy. It's like, "Eh, I don't really remember that one too much.
2: One hour and 30 minutes.
1: Exactly. So it's, it's short enough. So I threw it on. I gotta say, man, I forgot how fucking good that movie is. I I did thoroughly enjoy the rewatch. I was, I was surprised.
3: I've only seen it once. I remember enjoying it, and that's as far as I remember. Well, I,
1: I I remember when it first came out. I rented it because it didn't seem theater worthy to me at the time, and uh, I I wasn't blown away by it or anything. I just it was a movie. It was okay. I, just I don't know something about it last night. I, it's it came off much more clever to me this time watching it. I, I was just kind of surprised at some of the camera shots, how good they were and just how well thought out some of it was. So I, I was pleasantly surprised by that.
3: Damn, I got to get on it. I got to watch it again. Like I said, I, wa- I, and I I don't think I watched it when it first dropped. I think I watched it maybe like four or five years ago.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Yeah, I didn't watch it when it first came out, but I watched it one day on DVD and I was like, okay. But uh, now, honestly, I'm at the point right now, if you give me anything that's a Blu-ray that I'm mildly interested in, I will watch it because I, I, I have my new house, I have my new television, my new soundbar, I have everything. So like um, anything that's on Blu-ray, I'm watching. So if if, if I come across a Blu-ray of vacancy, there's no question. If I'm mildly interested in it, and now I am because of what you said, I will watch it. So there you
0: have it. See- it is
1: so funny that you mentioned that because I was kind of going through that before, and once again, no one gives a shit about you, Mike. So I'm going to cut you off. Um, <laughs> I was I was kind of going through that a while ago, where it was just like, man, I remember all these films. I, I wanna I wanna watch them again. And and Mike, I I have to give you credit here for once. You you actually helped me out quite a bit with that um, because uh, actually today, just to burn up some time, I threw on the arrival. Because that was one that was just like that, where it's like, I kind of remember that. I kind of enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. And Mike was actually able to track down a Blu-ray of it for me. And, uh, it, God, it has some really fucking horrible CGI, but I still, it, it's s- stupid, but I still fucking enjoy it. What's I think this? that movie was kind of on to something, too. Let's oh, see, what did you say? The, right? the, the Arrival, Charlie Sheen.
3: Oh, oh my I've my never my seen set. it. Really? 1996. Is that that movie? Isn't it about aliens or some shit or no?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he works for SETI and discovers a signal, and then it, it eventually unravels to a giant conspiracy where aliens are actually amongst us and they're terraforming the Earth.
3: Oh, I'm into aliens, so I could probably dig that. But there's just a lot I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen contact. I haven't seen life. There's so many flicks I haven't given my time because I'm so obsessed with horror that I just haven't, you know, given them the time that I really should. I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm only watching like three to four movies a week right now, which is, you know, for me, that's low. But it's just where I'm at right now with all the work I'm doing. So I'm even more discerning now more than ever where I'm like, oh, it's not horror. I got no time for it, you know.
1: No, I, I completely get that. I mean, I work all the time, too. And when I do get a chance, I, I kind of I usually try and watch something new, at least new to me. And, uh, man, I, I feel you with the three movies a week. It's it's hard to get them in anymore, but I'm, I'm trying. And like I said, man, I'm always trying for something new. Like uh, uh I talked on the last show about it, but uh the latest one that I finally got to check out was uh Terrifier and talked about it as I said on the previous show but I, I really enjoyed that one.
3: Yeah, it was fun and I think you you kind of came in where I came in where where you liked it and I and I liked it too. I, but it's not like I'm not like I don't think either of us are like blowing it. A lot of people are like no. really high on it and No, I you know? I, I agree.
1: I'm not. I'm not blowing it by any means. It's just. Uh, it was a really fun throwback, and I enjoyed right. it for that.
3: I agree. Art the clown. That guy's. That guy's good at what he's doing. You know. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good gore. I'm. I'm. I'm being very discerning this year. Where in the past, like in 2017 and 16 and 15, I watched like a hundred plus movies horror movies from that year this year I set out I said to myself I'm not going to do it I'm going to do quantity over I'm going to do quality over quantity and this year at this point I've only watched 37 movies horror movies from 2018 where my plan was to finish with like between 50 and 60 and I think that's where I'm going to end up but most of what I've seen has been quality so uh, I think I'm doing it right this year finally
1: All right. Well then let me ask you, since you're saying most of it's been quality at this point this year, what would you say is your favorite?
3: I have a big three right now and my big three are as follows. Um, um, what's that? Quiet. What's this shit? Um, A quiet place. Thank you. A quiet place. Um, and what's the other one that was on Netflix? Um, well hereditary is the other one. And I know you don't like it, Mike. And okay. and the <laughs> the and the other one is um the ritual on Netflix. That that's my big three right now. Okay. So and no. I have other ones and everything we, we rate everything on, on Exploding Ed. So everything gets between a one and a ten. And I've watched thirty-seven movies, and of those thirty-seven 30 of them are seven or higher. So I'm doing something right this year. So I'm a man. Oh, you
1: definitely are then. Yeah. Uh, for, I, I, for myself, I, I saw The Quiet Place. I just, I I wish it had more balls. That, That's really my thing about it. I, I wish that it just, it shook you up more. Because I've, I've, I've heard people talk about it. And they're just like, I had, when they killed the child in the beginning... Which spoilers, I guess, if you haven't fucking seen it, but happens in like the first five minutes. Fuck you, anyway. When they killed the child, I was just I haven't so seen shaken it, up.
2: Fucker.
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I just, oh my god, everything was out the window. It's like fuck you. They killed a child within the first five minutes, and then nothing happened for how long? Is yeah, you set the precedent, and then you just gave us silence. I basically here, I. I I stepped around it before when I talked about it, when it was fresh, but there's some time. And I guess fast forward a little bit, if you are really excited to see this and haven't seen it yet, but for myself, I really wish it had some balls. I I think if they would have switched the parents with this and their fates, I think it would have played out better for me. I think that would have really fucking shocked me. And, and, really hit me where it's just like, oh, you just earned my respect with that. You know, like, if if the scene where the one parent here, see, I'm trying to be vague, actually gets it where, while the other one's suffering and we're thinking could get it, if they flipped that, I would have respected that movie more. Because then oh, it would have had balls.
3: Because of the uh, the condition that other parent was in. Yes. I respect that fully and I love when that shit happens. But because of the backstory and the, uh, and, and the one parent who does die, their relationship with one of their children and what goes down when it happens, it was heavy emotional for me. So it was like, I do see what you're saying because I totally dig shit like that. But because of what, what I just said with that relationship, man, that hit me hard. And it's not even just that. I haven't felt tension like that. In a very long time, watching a movie. I have not watched it the second time. I I could rent the Blu ray or buy it, or or, uh, I have a free rental with my. uh, I bought a new television, and with the TV, they gave you two free um, UHD rentals, and that's one of them there. And I have not rewatched it because I don't think I can replicate. The experience I had at the theater watching it—I was tense as a motherfucker, edge of my seat the whole nine. My—I my, was with my daughter and my wife, and all of us were on the edge of our edge of our seats, with just completely involved in the tension of that film. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? That doesn't happen a lot to me. So, because it had such a strong effect on me, I—I I hold that movie in that regard, you know.
1: And I completely get that, but it—it it didn't have that for me because I knew. That parent wasn't going to die. This parent was going to die. It was just like it didn't get there were moments that there was tension, but it never gripped me like, oh, my God, how is this going to play out? It's like, eh, this is how it's going to go. Oh, OK. Oh,
3: damn!
1: And then it ended and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me?
3: Wow, no shit. See, I, I went into that movie not expecting. It. I don't watch trailers because I'm real uptight about spoilers. So I don't know nothing about anything when I go to a film. So when I sat down at that movie and it was all quiet and everything happened, you know, what happens with that baby, that, that, that child in the first five minutes? First of all, I was like, wow, because I love that too. I was like, "Ooh!" I got excited. I was like, "Holy
0: shit!"
3: <laughs> and then after that, then everybody in the theater—I had the perfect crowd. You have to have a great crowd for that film, and I did. And everybody was quiet, and it was just because everybody was so quiet. I think that it, that it, it just added to the tension of it, and it just—it yeah. was that experience of watching the film. So, like I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch it a second time. It, it'd be weird not to. Because I say right now that it's like, you know, it's on the big three. But, man, that experience, it it just just really uh, blew me away, you know.
1: Well, here, here, I will give you a little bit of advice then, Dave. Um, For myself, at least when I have something like that, the only way you're really able, or like I said, for myself, the only way I'm able to replicate that is to give it some time where the memory gets a little hazy. And then you said your wife and daughter was there. Just maybe see if they want to rewatch it. Just recreate it. Once the memory is kind of hazy, bring the people back in so you have that viewing experience. And then it might play out the same way again for you. Whereas, you know, it's still pretty fresh in your memory now. It probably won't.
3: Yeah, I think maybe in, like, December or something. Towards the end of the year, because you know, a lot of us podcasts, we like to put out our end of the year list. So we're going to do it with exploding heads. And so, you know what I mean? So I think I'll have to watch it then. I just hope that I can come close to that. But man, what an experience. I don't know. Yeah. What about you guys? You guys got a, a tops, tops for the year at this point?
2: Mike? Um, well, by the way, Dave, it's coming. Uh, just so you know. Um, mm-hmm. and let's see. Well, my tops for the year have not been released yet, but uh... <laughs> you can't say that. You
1: can't say no. that. Oh, you can't I can say, say it.
2: I can say it. Mike,
1: this could be this could be the biggest prank in the world, where okay. it's
2: okay. ten
1: minutes okay. of what we saw in the trailer, okay. Okay. and then
2: okay. okay, okay,
1: you get another hour and okay. fifteen of just Michael jerking off in his cell,
2: and that would be perfect. Okay, because. That Halloween is going to be broke. just
1: Just a hard camera, him sitting on his bunk, all sweaty, just staring at the camera, face mostly shade, sh- uh, shadowed. We just right. see the eyes and he's just fucking going to town.
2: Right. And you know what? That's fine because then I will, I will, I will get down and I will whip it out and we will see. If I can match his um,
1: gray chest hair, mm-hmm. some wrinkles around the eyes, balls are pretty
2: it. saggy. Yep, that's it. We're doing it. We're doing it. That's, oh, that that's
1: Dick Warlock's cameo. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm okay, breaking it right, right. here, right well, now. Okay. His cameo okay. is him jerking okay. off, staring into okay. the camera. Wait. Uncomfortable Wait. eye contact.
2: Okay. First off, Dick Warlock doesn't have a cameo anything, that.
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit.
2: It's not Dick Warlock. He did it better. Um mm, maybe. Ah.
3: What? Maybe. You guys are fucking on crack. You think anyone's maybe. better than Nick Castle? You guys are nuts. Oh, oh no. absolutely.
1: Oh, I think someone's oh, better oh, than George- Nick Castle.
3: Oh my god, I can't
2: George believe you. Me, <laughs> George P. Wilbur, Halloween oh, 46, oh, is wow. better than fucking Nick Castle any day Agreed. of fucking week. Agreed.
3: Wait a Agreed. minute. So you have Wilbur and fucking Warlock ahead of Castle?
1: Oh, God. Uh, I was mostly joking about Warlock. He's okay. a little too mechanical
2: for me.
3: A little? Oh Yeah, well, <laughs> I Remember in, in Halloween two
2: In Halloween 2, he was shot. He's coming off of just being shot six times. Well, Saturday, I shot him six times! Exactly. <laughs> so.
1: Well, No, no, no. It was seven. It was seven, Mike.
2: Well, in t- I, I just <laughs> said, it, and if, you, if you count Halloween 2, it oh, was no. seven, yes. So, of course he's going to walk like he's a fucking robot because he's fucking... No, he, 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 won't wouldn't, have to he
1: wouldn't actually walk.
2: He would because he's pure evil and pure evil still walks.
1: Actually, actually, you know, uh, one of our followers on Instagram asked me a while ago about the Thorn trilogy, and oh, it God. really got me thinking. Um, and everyone says the Thorn trilogy, meaning that it starts with four, five, and six.
2: No, it doesn't, you liar. It's not a trilogy.
1: I, I really think that it, it shouldn't be a trilogy. I honestly it's think not. that Thorn starts with two.
2: What? No, it doesn't. It because does, that's the yes.
1: first time that we get a supernatural Michael. Yeah. Because man. Michael is able to take the bullets. Michael is able to take burns. He's able to take a, an amount of punishment that is unnatural. It's not supernatural. And he makes evil. reference to pagan things in that one. So I, I want to say
2: that well, I think he that, that reference. Thorne... Loomis makes reference.
1: No, he wrote
2: Sam Haynes. True. He doesn't know what the fuck he's writing. Well, See, you, you can't even defend in, it properly, yeah, Mike. But it, no, because if you read the novelization in the, of the of the original, it starts out with the whole fucking explanation of the whole Celtic ritual and Sam Hain and all that shit back from like the 1600. That's how the that's not canon.
1: Is. We're we're talking we're talking about the films.
3: I'll tell you what. You want to know what the trilogy is for that shit? It's actually two, three, and six. If you really want to get technical, two is the fucking Sam Hain part. Three, the dude even says so. Fucking, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with my mind tonight that I can't remember. But Connell Cochran, Connell Cochran even calls it the Festival of Sawin. He even talks about it, and then once again they discuss it in fucking six. So, there you go. That's the fucking... That's the real Thorn Trilogy. 2, 3, and 6. How's that Mike?
2: That's a good point, Dave. I enjoy that. Boom.
1: <laughs> that's a great point. I, I'm just saying... I, I really think that it goes back like, no, to 2. Not.
2: 3 sucks. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: I... Well, I'd mostly exclude it. But I'm just saying... It, it goes back two, to 2.
2: Traitor.
3: It does go back to 2. He does do that. And that's part of the film... And it, it does come back, and there's that tie-in with fucking Blankenship that they mentioned. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? I'm yeah. going. Now I have to watch
2: 2, 3, and
3: 6. You should do it. 2, 3, and 6. Watch them right Uh-oh. in order. And connect just, them.
2: Just, just hold.
1: Well, you, I was going to say you could do that, Mike, but let's face facts, you're not going to do that. You haven't even watched the movie for last week. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't. <laughs> I
2: wanted to, I just
3: didn't. You saved it, yourself. Fuck that movie. Not enough hours
2: <laughs> <in the thing. laughs> I <don't know>. gotta <laughs> told you the that.
3: Fox Murders, I liked though. Oh, did you like it?
2: Oh, when I how played, the it, fuck? Yeah, I mean, I watched it before. Cameron Mitchell scared the fuck out of me when I fucking first Mike, saw that. Mike, Mike,
1: you were twelve.
2: I was not twelve.
1: When was the last time you watched it?
2: Let's see. Um, when I bought the Blue Underground Blu-ray i gotta say it was only that, a few years ago that i saw that for the 16 first
1: 16 or 17 that that came out 16 oh, i want to say
2: uh yeah it might be and that was pr- that was the last time i watched it and
1: how much crack were you smoking at that point in time that you actually thought that was a good film
2: i love that film I-, I thought cameron mitchell was great in that film
3: it's got kind of a good beginning, like the first like ten, fifteen minutes. It, it's like a body count thing, and this and that. Then it just fucking goes nowhere. It's just, blah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I'll give you the beginning but if you cut out that very, very, very beginning.
0: If right. you cut
1: out that very, very beginning, that makes no fucking sense. If you cut that out, you just have the kills. Yep, that part's good. It doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. But that part's good. <laughs>
3: True,
1: right. But I I have to say, the part of the film that I enjoyed the most, and I even said that on last week's show, so if you didn't listen to that one, I guess you're getting caught up here. Uh, Actually, Act 2 is my favorite part of that entire film. So,
2: The Uh, mystery. The mystery. (laughs) Now I have to watch it again, because I don't don't remember much of it. The only thing I remember is, is Cameron Mitchell scaring me. Like I it's said his, before,
1: Mike, everything break. scares you. <laughs> not,
2: not everything. Just a lot of things, but not everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, uh, all right. Well, this seems like a good point to take a break. So we're going to take a, a break real quick. Sure. Yeah. We're going to take a real quick break, and then we will be right back with more Rabbit in Red Radio.
0: of the same old stale podcasts? Well, then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on Apple Podcasts and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. Join them on Facebook at com slash groups slash VDClinicPod. Or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com They're ready to cure what curious, ails you. <laughs> and still, they most just might be them. a little contagious. doctor.
1: Welcome back to Rabbit and Red Radio. I hope you guys are ready Did you because uh in
2: red or end.
1: I don't know. Nobody gives a shit, Mike. You're the only you one that seems to be the, the Nazi of this show.
2: Because you said end red, not end. Yes, red. Mike. Rabbit yes, and Mike. red. Yes. <laughs>
1: Hail Michael. Can't see it, but I'm doing the Nazi salute, you fucking Nazi asshole.
2: That's better.
1: <laughs> because because this is entertaining right here. Correcting me because I have a slight accent. Oh my god. Did he say N or N? Who? Oh my god. In or N. N, N Not or N. 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 Oh my no. god. Our, the name Not of our N. show.
2: Not you? N. Not N. You put the D at the end. And. No, I don't. Yes, but anyway,
1: do. welcome back to Rabbit in Red Radio.
2: There we and go. I hope
1: already because we're going to play a game of hide and go
2: shriek oh you motherfucker so mike uh, alright well we're talking hide and go shriek which was number 26 in the slasher classics collection last week's film the toolbox murders was number no it wasn't 40 it was, yeah, it was all 30
1: alright thank you let's move well, on to the snaps of this one
2: okay and uh, the release date is 1987, not 1988, as the spine of the disc from '88 says, and the IMDb says.
1: Well, that's um, just uh, more uh, great productions from '88 films.
3: Well, in their defense, in their defense, it may have been filmed in, in the stock of the film printed in 1987 but it may not have been released until 1988
1: but according to michael that doesn't matter
2: i'm just saying because i I go by when it was filmed
1: is what matters
2: i just go by what's what's (laughs) in the credits because that's you know scream factory does the same thing on a lot of their discs and i feel like writing into them to correct them but I don't. But I feel. Okay.
1: I don't care that Chud came out in 1982. It was filmed
2: in 1980. You motherfuckers, you need to change that.
3: Actually,
1: <laughs> Chud.
2: Actually, Chud was released in in um 84, I believe. I just pulled it out of my ass, Mike. I don't I, have I, care. I can tell. I can tell. Okay. The summary for Hide and Go Shriek. That, that was actually a pretty good, uh, Michael. Step. Impressed. That was it ancient, though. Well, no, I think you need to work on it. But I'm sure you can, you know. You can't all be me. So there we go. Um, okay. Gosh, that... <laughs> all right. It says a group of teenagers spends the night in a furniture store for a graduation party. A psycho killer starts to hunt them down and kill them all.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking accurate.
3: Yeah. The guy,
1: looks uh,
2: um, like
3: Buffalo all right. I mean, that, that pretty Summer much covers night.
1: the whole film. So let's, let's just rate this and fucking go then. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's basic, that's for sure. But it's like, what what did you say, 87 is when it was filmed?
2: Yes, 87,
3: yes. It's kind of interesting that in 1987, a film like this was filmed. Because, uh, you know, the slasher boom was like 80 to 84. You didn't see that many. I mean, we saw Intruder come out in 89. And you see a couple, Sprinkle. But I've noticed that the movies that came out, like, after the boom, all seemed to be... In my opinion, at least, quality. Like, there's just something about them. Like, like Intruder and, and like, um, uh, what else was there? There's something in '88. There's another one in '87. There wasn't a lot of them, but the ones that came out, I seem to enjoy them. Where, when, you know, during the heyday between 80 and '84, it's a mixed bag because there's so many, of course.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. There was just know. so many that there's bound to be shit with that
3: yeah of course but this is such a basic premise that you would have thought this was filmed in 1981 you know kids in a furniture store the kid's father owns the store they're locked in for the night they start playing freaking hide and seek and they get picked off and there's a reveal at the end simple enough there could be right. a million movies like it but right. i like the way this one plays out
1: yeah, that's that's the thing is, is when you have a good slasher film it's simple it's simple and it's believable and that's something i have to give this one It is right off it is a very simple premise and we'll get into that more later but it's it's it hooks you
3: and, and then
1: nudity I, no yeah yeah girls all of them <laughs> here's the thing i have to admit this right up um when this opened, you know we get the this the nice sh- shot of the city, just this almost stock footage and uh almost it was stock footage.
2: What are you talking about?
1: I couldn't tell if it was or wasn't it, I think it was but uh I actually thought it was New York at first <laughs> looks it it does it does It took me a little bit to to realize that it was actually Los Angeles, so it. It definitely got Did me Did you there. notice
2: the California license plate? And that's what gave it away.
1: Um, no. It was more the kids, how they acted, the palm trees, it was just eventually everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't take me too long to figure it out. I think it was literally the next scene or – yeah, the next scene – no. Yeah, the next scene is pretty much when I figured it out once we were actually introduced to the kids – but before we we really get there, I mean, we we get the stock footage of the city, and then we we get introduced uh, uh, to really what to kind of expect. I mean, we're we're introduced to some weird shit right off the bat. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. We, we get this really shithole apartment, and this guy. You know, he's getting himself ready for the day and you're like, Okay, yeah. he's shaving. Oh, he's putting makeup on. Oh huh? yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, he's putting lipstick on. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't know where this is going. And then literally hard cut to him picking up a hooker, fucking her, and stabbing her while fucking her.
2: Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I I wonder <laughs> I wonder if when he stabbed her, you know, mid coitus. If she, you know, because you release everything when you, you know, get sad. I wonder if she pissed all over his dick. I'm sure that happened. It had she didn't die happened.
1: instantly. You,
2: you, she was yeah, still but,
1: dying on the ground, Michael.
2: Okay. But you know what? But you had to have a little tinkle, a little twinge as soon as it happened, you know. Nerves, you feel the pain. You're like, okay, ooh, we're going go to. I
1: like that's how. That's what you're concerned about.
2: <laughs> no, I was watching it. I was watching it. And I'm like, okay. I'm and like,
1: that's literally the first thing that came into your mind.
2: Yeah, because you see, like she's sitting there and he gets stabbed. And, you're like,
0: <clears throat>
2: and you know, you can tell that she's getting stabbed. And I'm like, all right, she's pissing. She's pissing. I hope he pulled out by that time because otherwise he's going to have piss dick.
1: Whew. See, <laughs> and, and what really grabs me is when he's driving down the line of the prostitutes Yep. And ninety percent of them are just like nope, no fucking way. So
2: Honestly, you know
1: this guy looks
2: fucked up. Well, I would have <laughs> picked any of the other ones. I don't think I would have picked her. I, I like other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I think she deserved to get get stabbed and die.
3: <laughs> Why? Because she wasn't as is. As, um, she wasn't as picky as the other girls.
1: Well. She was obviously starving, Michael. She needed the money.
2: Well, she got she got fed. She got <laughs> fed. Her pussy got a nice protein drink, and then it, she died. Yeah, <laughs> i I'm. I'm
1: almost wondering did he stab her because he couldn't get off. And we'll get into that with the big reveal at the end.
2: Uh-huh. You know what? He does. You know what? Maybe he doesn't have balls. Maybe he—that's it. He castrated himself. What he the has fuck no are you nuts. talking about? He has no nuts, so he can't get off. That's it.
1: Your Wait. content is horrible. I kind of regret bringing you back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from here we get I introduced I heard Jason. To our, I know
2: what you're trying to do, fucker. I don't know what you're talking
1: about. Anyway, from here we're introduced to. Uh, our group of kids, uh, four couples, so we have eight teens total. This is a good, this is a good sized group for a slasher film, right?
2: They weren't teens, though. What do you
1: mean? Yeah, they
3: well, were
2: playing teens, but I don't yeah.
3: think they were teens. Well, yeah. oh,
2: shit, oh. when are they? Zeke Heil, Michael J. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just in the
1: house tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I'm going to call them teens, Mike, because that's what they're presented at is in the film. Right. Our eight teens are here. Yeah. And, uh, man, this just feels so inspired by Saved by the Bell. That or this is just so overflowing with 80s goodness that it uh, it just I smiled when we're introduced to all these kids and they're just talking and everything. And it's just like, this is Fucking awesome. Awesome.
3: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It is awesome. It's just straight up 80s. It's just kids having fun, looking 80s, acting freaking the way they are. They did that little freaking walk this way routine. Yeah. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm wondering how much acting there was really here. How much leeway they had to ad lib because it feels too authentic to be completely honest
3: i'm with you i doesn't it yeah the dialogue just seems natural it just seems what kids would be saying that back then and it wasn't didn't seem too contrived and they're talking about sex and having fun and just yeah they're believable that's what it is they're, yeah it's and 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 they're likable which is kind of rare
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're introduced to each of them. I mean, the girls are sitting around uh, talking about the party and having sex and the guys are working out or, you know, showing off their new buzz cut. And mm-hmm. it, they're just kids having fun talking about this graduation party that they're going to throw at the ones, you know, his his dad's warehouse and they're all planning to have sex. And This is a slasher film. So I think we all know where this is going. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So the kids sneak into uh, John's dad's store, which is uh, fine furniture, by the way. And uh, they all kind of hide until closing. That's simple premise, right? You mm-hmm. get them all in this location, and it's believable. You can do this shit. So I'm still on board with this. This is, this is fucking good, but... You know, right here, we're also introduced to the creepy ex-con. He's working the loading docks, and he lives in the store. And also, they happen to mention that the store now has shatterproof glass. <laughs> Fuck, this is some hardcore <laughs> foreshadowing going on right here, isn't <laughs> it? It's yeah. is just like, shit, we need to foreshadow some stuff. All right, let's just just put a scene right here that foreshadows Everything. Look at this really creepy guy. Let's get a close up of the tattoos. All right, let's get the the sunken in eyes. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's have let's have a couple people talk about how creepy he is. Right. Mm. Oh wait, wait. They can't get out through the windows. Shatterproof glass. Mention that. Mention that. <laughs> it just really felt like that scene was just there to foreshadow everything. It, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't feel as natural. It was a little
2: heavy handed with that. Going down the check.
1: That's it. That's yeah, true. That's exactly what that scene was. Check,
3: check, check.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's stop. almost like a
3: spoof. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, almost like a spoof, except there wasn't any. There was nothing jokey going on, except you know the camaraderie of the kids. But I mean, if you were to watch a, a, a spoof of an 80s slasher, that's kind of the way it would be set up. It's very stereotypical, where every little thing was going to fall in line. And I, the thing is. I enjoy it for that.
1: Now, Mike, was the director of this, didn't he also write this?
2: Um, I believe he
1: did. Okay. So, uh, to me, what this strikes me as, really, is he wrote the script
2: Mm.
1: and then realized that, most likely, these things needed really hammered out in the script because let's face facts this is an independent film so the script needs to be as tight as possible before we begin production so it really just felt like it basically it was the checklist that these things needed to be placed in here so that they would pay off later and i get that i'm making fun of it but i totally get that this needed to happen
2: well, you would make sure that you did something like that in your writing, but you probably wouldn't make it so blatantly obvious. Is that what you're saying?
1: I would try not to.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, it could have come up a little more, you know, that is forced. It would have been better, but. I guess that that wasn't the strength of the film, but I feel you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the
1: it, al- is- it also right. wasn't the focus. You know, they weren't focused on that. They just needed to have it here, and that's why I'm not. I made fun of it, but this doesn't bother me at all. I'm I'm still completely on board with this film. And, and you, you. know, <laughs> from here, the kids uh, they meet up, they start to drink. John gives them a tour because you know they're they're in a fucking giant warehouse furniture store, so. You know, if you're going to party there, you should at least know where the hell you are when you're stumbling around drunk in the dark. Makes sense, you know. And it also gives us a chance to kind of see our environment. Sets
2: things up. I think they should have stayed in one area. And, you know, that would have been safer.
1: Yeah, but, you know, drunk teens don't do that.
2: Well, that's because they're stupid.
3: They just want to get laid. They're all trying to play hide-and-seek, but it's really just a a ruse so that they can all run off by themselves and freaking squeeze in a little hanky-panky when they're alone. Right. But
1: (laughs) this is... So they're they're drinking, and then they decide to play hide-and-seek. And And that's a stretch for me. I'll, I'll go with it. I mean, I remember when I was 18... 17 we did a lot of stupid shit i never remember playing hide and seek so i'll go with it there's alcohol involved so i'll I'll go with it but that that's the the beginning of a stretch for me right
3: there true but in 2018 we had a movie called truth or dare (laughs) (laughs) you know <laughs> Same shit, you know. Kids don't do that. I mean, but hey, eh, what are you gonna do? Typical right. slasher shit.
1: It, it, it was necessary for the premise, and I, I actually like it. It's just once it's suggested, it's just like, wait, what? You're you're eighteen, and like, let's play hide and seek. Although right. I'm making fun of it now, but sat in here, and it's just like you know, in a giant warehouse, that could be kind of fun, actually. Fuck yeah, I do it now. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm sitting here and I'm practically 35 at this point. And it's like I would be willing to play fucking hide and go seek in a dark fucking warehouse right now. Oh, so boys. I know Mike wouldn't because you know, the canes and the dark and he'd be, yeah, scared. I'd be too
2: scared. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But again, it's like I said, they're teens and the idea of going to hide means me and my girl are going to fucking go over here and be alone because we're hiding. But right. really, you're trying to fucking stick it in there for a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: And, and, of course, you know, that's exactly what happens. We get our first tit shot as John and uh, uh, Bonnie. I think her name's Bonnie. You know, they, of course, get it on. <laughs> and <laughs> they're being watched by someone. Mm-hmm probably a Michael J type person jerking off in the
2: shadows. Yeah, I would enjoy that because at that time I wouldn't have to be playing a VHS and <laughs> slow-moing it and pausing it, you know, and stretching the tape from the pausing and the fast forwarding and the rewinding <laughs> just to, you know, and the frame by frame, because you got to get it perfect. And hopefully it's on SP mode because if it's not on SP mode, then when you pause it, it's going to be all fuzzy. So, you know,
1: Wow. That's a true expert right there, people.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, like, like, I can remember when I was younger and I recorded Sorority House Massacre 2 off of Showtime, I think, and my dumbass recorded in an SLP mode. Now, if you all know Sorority House Massacre 2, the only reason to watch that movie is because it's loaded with nudity.
0: And I remember
2: <laughs> there's, like, um, specific points in that movie that, Isn't that would a- be- isn't that a
1: Jim uh, Wine, Wineski film?
2: It is. Yes, it certainly is. Yeah, that,
1: that's what his films are.
2: <laughs> right, right. But the whole, but I didn't know back at the time that you know, I and I because I had Sorority House Massacre One. The original was not like that. It actually it had nudity in it, but there was like more of a story to it, you know. But the second one is you know pure like off material. So I remember <laughs> that I used to like play it in the VCR in the den. Like on Sunday afternoons when my mom would be at work and my dad would be sleeping and my brother would be off doing something, then that would be my fun time. So (laughs) I would be in there and I realized very quickly that the one scene that I liked, I couldn't pause it because, you know, wouldn't pause right. So I would just have to watch that scene over and over again. And then it got to the point where it would only take me about 15 seconds. So it worked.
1: So, yes, we, we get the uh, the the necessary eh, necessary tit shot. And of course, they get caught. The game starts over. And, you know, with the game starting over means uh, the next couple gets to have sex. Right. And this time, this time, the nerd couple gets to have sex. Yes. Nerd sex. That's good sex. Hey, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, but, but anyway, they have a
2: lot of pent up sexual aggression. That get <laughs> I, that shit out
1: of I guarantee both of those two actors, characters, uh, however, meta you want to get with that, probably did. But uh, <laughs> the girl actually gets killed while she's changing, and you know, I'll give it the film this: A, it's the first time I remember seeing this kill or the oldest version of this. And it's not a bad kill at all. It's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. But I have to give it to Rob Zombie. He did it better in Halloween. So this might be the originator of that kill. But I think Rob Zombie improved it.
3: Oh, yeah. Danny Trio. You're right.
1: Yeah. Exact same kill.
3: It's true. I was good to you, Mikey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was cool. It was pretty clever to fucking do that. They didn't have to do that. They just could have been content just having him because he was he was not just drowning her. He was no, fucking smashing her head. They could right. have just done that, but they took it a step further by showing us that you know the, the shot from underneath with the, with the clear sink. That was cool shit. Right.
1: right. And, and it's, it's that innovative stuff, those innovative shots that I really like. And it, that almost reminded me of Intruder. With. Right, because Intruder did that so much, but I mm-hmm. I love stuff like that, and it was very well done, and like I said, it's a good fucking kill, so hell yeah. <laughs> but from here, you know, the, 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 the nerdy guy, of course he gets impatient, and then he gets killed, because that's what happens. He runs across somebody in a fucking uh, teddy, and you know, not who he wanted to see, and gets thrown on a pointy piece of art, and mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah. I like that, too.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad kill, either. I mean, we could have seen a bit more. It was it was a bit... Um, I don't want to say lackluster. They were just a little lacking in what they showed us with that one. But it was still a good kill. Mm. Oh, Mike, he's mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I do feel that her kill in the sink was probably... You know what? It might even be a step above... Zombies only because he didn't smash Trejo's face from what I can remember. I just it was a little more brutal than 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 Zombie did it. So
1: ah, uh, you need to rewatch Zombies then.
2: Um, yeah, but he, yeah, but all you see is the. I didn't see his face getting smashed. I just see blood coming from his, like you know, from under the water. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's because his face is getting smashed.
2: Is it? No. It's Why. Not. I just, never thought he got. I thought I don't know why the fuck there was all that blood coming out, but I didn't think his face got smashed enough.
1: <sighs> anyway, mm. uh, we've now narrowed it down to six kids who are you know eating dinner now, and uh, yeah, they midnight had, dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and they realize that two of their friends are missing. They become worried, and they decide to go on a quick search. But you know they're not that worried because they then just go to bed. You know. Which, uh, okay, I get it. You know, that horny teens, you're not going to think anything's wrong. They're just off fucking somewhere. They're screwing mm-hmm. around. Let's okay. uh, screw them. Let's, let's go get it on. So, of course, you know, <laughs> John and Bonnie get it on. We get some more boobs. And then somebody, as the nerdy kid, shows up, disturbs them. And John chases him off. I, I just want to stop right there. Mm. John chases him off during sex. He he literally stops pumping. Gets out of bed, puts on pants to chase somebody who flipped him off.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of sick. Well, hold on. Hold on. Because his girl got mad. The girl wasn't going to put out. So he had to go fucking squash it so he can come back and bang her. I,
1: I'm. I'm just saying. Right now, the sex must not have been very good. That either one of them noticed the person just standing in the shadows <laughs> over there.
3: <Yeah. laughs> it's true.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, for them. Oh my. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, it could not have been that good. That they're like, wait, is there someone standing? Oh my god, he he flipped us off. <laughs> I, I mean, I, if if I I was that John. And she's like, oh, I think there's someone over there. I'd just grab her face and be like, No. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh. You'd be like, You'd be like, No. Take the roads, king cock. Shut up.
3: <laughs> yeah, face to the pillow. Fucking yep, forget yep. about it. Let's go, baby. Right, right, right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> I'm not stopping now. <laughs> no, I guess she was just, you know, you know, how some some women are like that. You know, like, oh, I think someone's watching us. Nobody can see me. You know. <laughs> Never mind, that guy might see you fucking two weeks from now when you're banging him next, but whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's tedious, right, so
1: This of course leads to John confronting and fighting. Uh well, let's just call him our killer. And then we get the uh the death of John, which is honestly my least favorite in this film. The mannequin arm shoved into his stomach. <laughs> That one just stretches believability a tiny bit too much for me.
2: Well, you think John should have been, you know, kept alive because he's your namesake. So I know how that is.
1: No, he's kind of a douche.
2: Mm.
1: Honestly, I was more drawn to uh, uh, Flat Top. I thought he was funny.
3: I liked him. Me too. Yeah, I like him too. He's cool. <laughs> for sure. Well, it was the opposite end of the arm. So it was that their their part where they're connecting. So it's still a a sharp enough tool that, you know, it's nothing we haven't seen in slasher's before or after.
1: True, true. I I guess if it would have just if we would have actually seen more like it going in and the blood, I I guess I could have bought it more. But just how it was presented, I was just kind of like,
3: eh. I'm with you. I would have, yeah. I would have liked to see the gore, see it right, and yeah, it's probably the, the the least impressive kill. But the one before, the impaling, I did like. There was a triple impaling, man. You don't see that That's true.
1: That's true. Yeah, I got to give it to you there. Triple impaling. Shit. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) All right. And and then from here, we go back to a sex scene with more nudity. So Michael's happy. But this is so fucking funny to me because this is apparently – uh uh Judy and Dave and this is their first time they're 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 finally going to lose their virginity together and this bitch is fucking putting on a strip tease like she's a goddamn stripper yeah this that's is no fucking way this is her first time i'm telling you right now she is moonlighting down the strip you know <laughs> pulling ones out of her fucking G-string every night
2: yeah she really <laughs> tested out that gag reflex before that <laughs> night i'll tell you that
1: I mean, in all honesty, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was a stripper. And then they're just like, okay, for this part, you need to act kind of sexy. This is going to be her first time, so just act a little sexy. Oh, you mean like my stage routine? Um, Well, sure. And then she does it, and they're just like, wow, that was really hot. But God, a virgin. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? Put it in the yeah. film. It's hot. Yeah, nobody's
2: going <laughs> to notice or pay attention to it or care. So there you go.
3: Was that the girl that let her hair down for the first time or was it? Yeah. The next
2: scene?
1: Yeah. With the high heels and fucking dancing around and this is a fucking striptease for her first time. And it's just like, I don't remember my first time being like that at all. I wish. No, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all I, all I remember is that was, I, I it was kind of remarkable. How good she looked when she let her hair down and started acting that way. It was like night and day. I mean, she was kind of cute before, but all of a sudden she shot up to the the, the top of that of that freaking food chain because uh, they're all pretty attractive females in this film. But she just boom! As soon as she let her hair down and started acting that way, I was like, wow, this girl. I was just like, mm-mm, there you go. If it would have <laughs> been, well, if it would have been nineteen eighty seven. I would have had that freaking that videotape like Mike was talking about before, trying to pause that shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
1: <laughs> but from here, um, we're left with or we're left with we, uh, the other two kids. They actually go to sleep. Uh, the girl wakes up to use the restroom and is attacked and is attacked by the killer. Which of course she starts screaming like a fucking maniac, waking everyone up. And Flat Top wakes up. He runs into Bonnie. And they realize, you know, some some shit's going down. They're looking for their friends. So right here, this is this is so far a really good fucking setup. We we've got our introduction of all our characters, we've got an introduction of our place, and now we've we've got everyone knows something horrible's going on, and we're we're full on in it. This this is fucking good so far. great job hide and go shriek. You know, I'm on board with this.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's typical stuff, but the kills are interesting enough. The kids are are likable. It's very simple, but it's fun. The dialogue is cool and it's, and nobody fucking talks about this movie ever.
1: Oh, it's true. (laughs) But you know, we're now full on into basically the third act. And the kids have to go for help at this point, right? They all know something's horrible going on. And they go to make a, a phone call. Phone's dead. We'll, we'll turn on the lights. And the power's suddenly cut. And here, here's something I have to give this film right now. We're in the third act. And this is where, in most typical slashers, people are separated and they're picked off one by one. But this writer's fucking smart. You know the the phones, the power, and then the kids stay together. They act like intelligent kids. They act like smart fucking real people. You know they try and escape, and the doors are chained. Smart. They try and break the windows, but hey, they're shatterproof. Everything's paying off now, and it's it's playing out like it's a really intelligent slasher.
3: Yeah, man, and I love that scene. When they're when they're out there pounding on the freaking, you know, pounding on their window and the cops across the street are dealing with the bums. I am a big fan of scenes like that where people are just out of reach of getting the help that they need, and they're right there and they just can't get it. And it's a well shot scene, man. And it's oh, absolutely, it's well done.
1: absolutely, man. and it just shows how helpless they are. As the cops just drive off and they realize we're fucked. (laughs) And then you talking about a well shot scene from here. You know, we have all the emergency lights on. And I think that just adds to the atmosphere of this so much. Just that red lighting. It looks fucking great.
2: No, that was fucking freaky is what that fucking was. Right? (laughs) I hear you. That was way too fucking freaky. I did not like it. It reminded me too much of Halloween 2, close to the end, when he's in that fucking, you know, or when Jamie Lee Curtis is in the parking lot crawling back to the hospital, and all of a sudden Myers appears in that fucking red light. I can't. Nope. Can't do it. (laughs) Can't do it. And that whole fucking thing when they did that, it reminded me of it, and I got to a point where I almost wanted to fast forward through it because I couldn't do it.
1: Well, that actually could be inspired by Halloween 2, Mike, because uh, uh, the the director behind this was actually the editor of Halloween 2.
2: I do know that. Yes, sir, I do. I do
1: know that. (laughs) 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 All right. So anyway, the, the kids are intelligent. They're staying together. They arm themselves. And then they start to freak out because they find their dead friends. And. They're, they're still smart, though. They still stay together. They don't just fucking scatter like roaches. Even when this the fucking creepy ex-con finally shows up. <laughs> like Somehow he has completely missed all the shit going on. The kid's throwing a party. The kid's running around screaming. The kid's fucking. He's missed all that. The kid's dying screaming. The, but the fucking power goes out and he can't watch his shitty little fucking 8-inch TV. And suddenly he's pissed off and upstairs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And of course, you know, the kids beat the shit out of him thinking that he's the killer. Tie him up. And yeah, I mean, are we really supposed to think this guy's the killer at, the, at this point? Because we've already seen the killer's hands. He doesn't have the giant tattoos. Right. So I I think they did a disservice with that. If, the, if this is supposed to be our red herring, they could have... Made it a little bit more ambiguous, I guess.
3: I think because we're watching it um, on this format on Blu-ray, it's it's noticeable. Where I think when when they shot the film and when we saw it back on videotape, it it wasn't as noticeable. S- same thing with you could actually see uh, the killer. Making the kills, but it's not the person who is revealed. It's the red herring that's doing the kills. Much like in Sleepaway Camp, you can see that you know that one scene where it's Ricky in a wig in in the doorway, where <laughs> obviously the intent is that it's Angela by the reveal, but because of the magic of Blu-ray, we're seeing that. So right. I'll kind of give him a little bit of a pass on that. Do I wish it wasn't there? Yeah, but. I'll defend it a little bit because of that.
1: No, that's an excellent, excellent fucking point, Dave. Thank you so much for that, because I didn't really think of that. I I was just looking at it as the context of a film, and, you know, I'm reviewing it now. But, yeah, in the context of when it came out, we wouldn't have seen any of this. We wouldn't have noticed it. So, yeah, you're you're 100% right. So uh,
3: that saves it a bit, no? I mean, it's... That's that's the thing about Blue. It's great to have them, and I love watching them. Like I was saying earlier, I watch anything on Blue that I have a mild interest in. But sometimes when they're filming these movies, they weren't thinking about that. <laughs> you know? So no. it's one of the pitfalls of Blue. But hey, I mean, I'd rather watch it on Blu ray than watch it on my old VHS copy, I'll tell you that.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. And then from here, we get my favorite kill of this film. Because the kids. They beat the shit out of uh, the x con They run onto the elevator. And they then hear uh, Kim, who is bound and gagged and naked on top of the elevator, getting the shit beat out of her. And she manages to kind of break free from the killer. And she's trying to get over the edge of the elevator into the elevator as it's going up. And, of course, what happens with elevators and all horror films happens here. It fucking decapitates her. And it is fucking glorious. <laughs> this, this is my favorite fucking kill of the movie. And it is just so fucking cool. Um, and the fact that the head is in the elevator with them, I fucking love it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: great stuff. Great stuff. And you see even before when she's sitting there and she's up at the top of it that how well that is all played out with her. They're naked on the top of the freaking thing. There's a little bit of suspense going on there, you know? Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We didn't mention that earlier. She was up there and, and you know, watching it, I was just kind of wondering if they're going to go to the fourth floor, the top floor and actually like crush her and just get rained with blood. Or I was wondering how it was going to play out, but I have to say, I'm not disappointed at all. The decapitation. Awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Good stuff. You know, the kids are all kind of traumatized from this. They walk out, and then suddenly there's the killer. The killer slashes um, uh, uh fuck, what's his name? A uh, Randy's chest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, the ex-con shows up, and the two fight. You know, and then they stop, and we get the backstory, and this is where this film really won me over because. Apparently, these two were lovers in prison.
2: Ah, yeah.
1: And the killer wanted to continue this relationship. You know, he's in love. You know, they're they're free, and he's in love with this guy. But our uh, creepy ex-con, he was only gay for the stay, man. You know, he was inside, and he needed some man pussy, and now that he's out, he's, he's not gay. It's over. Yeah. And, you know, our, our killer just can't accept that. But... <laughs> So the two fight, the killer fucking ends up and stabs our ex-con, who seems like much more of a badass, in the neck, and then (laughs) I like how he he goes down with the knife in the neck, and then automatically the killer turns to the kids, the kids kind of go to attack him, and he just trips over uh, uh, Kim's fucking head and falls down the elevator shaft. (laughs) Like, it's not a big battle or anything, he just trips over her fucking head and falls to his death. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that was great.
1: Like I never expected that. I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> that was
2: great, though. Like,
1: really, really that was. <laughs> and then, of course, we have to get the 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 obligatory wrap up of all slasher films. You know, the cops show up, uh, John's dad shows up, and the ex con lives long enough just to you know confess all this, and then dies. And the kids no, are taken he away.
2: Survived. No, he's dead. Oh, is he dead?
3: I thought he survived, fucker. No, Sorry. he died. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's sad the way he did it. Is. I, did he explain what happened? And Yeah, I thought it was kind of sad. But then, you know, quickly after that, we get the cherry on top.
1: Yeah, we get the stinger. You know, the kids are taken away in an ambulance, and the second one pulls up, and it stops, and it's the killer driving it.
3: <laughs> and he Why drives off
1: to, to hide-and-go-shriek 2 that shall never be. <laughs> I think we yeah. should
2: make one now.
1: I think he just hid too well. I don't think we could make this film now. oh my god no you you could
2: you could. The
1: liberals would fucking eat you alive, Michael.
2: <laughs> I don't care there's there's no like,
1: fucking no, way. No, like I'd the only like, a- way this could be made now is if it was about a colony of uh a gay ex-cons that I mean, were that held up in a, the factory, and cool. a Trump supporter broke in to kill them all.
2: Well, just have like you have to completely
1: that, flip roles.
2: Well, just have <laughs> him say that he got like a sex change and now he's a woman.
1: I I think there's no no one would hand you money to make this this no no well, you can never
2: it. I'd finance it myself.
1: Oh, oh! So it's just something you're going to shoot in your backyard. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, you can make that. Yep. I mean, just pull out your iPhone 10, and you know, this it's got great quality video. So I, I why not? I have
2: an iPhone 10. So.
1: Oh. Uh, well, um, stop it's being
2: seven. Court. Seven's good enough. <laughs> the,
1: <laughs> the Michael J. Way of life. It's this is good enough.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: What are you talking about? Editing. This is good mm. enough. Exactly. Yes, for all of you people listening to this and noticing the great difference in quality between this one and the last one, that is the gift of editing, my friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's what it is. I just don't have that gift or think it's a useful gift, so I do not utilize Mike it. Mike
1: just doesn't give enough of a fuck about you guys to actually invest his time in it.
2: Well, because other things are invested into the show that I, I feel make it better so
1: talking michael j talking makes it better so you well, don't have to edit
2: in some ways yes. So.
1: <laughs> all right so we we've kind of ran through the entire film uh dave as our guest man why why don't you give us your, your kind of uh final thoughts on this
3: well you know hey I- I enjoy this one. This actually made my top 50 slashers. We did our big special last year on exploding heads. And I watched, like I said, 120 plus slasher last year. And some I'd seen before and some I haven't. And I had seen this before, but last year when I watched it, I was surprised at, uh, at how much I actually enjoyed it. And the thing is, nobody talks about it. And I, I, I don't understand why it's not, you know, amazing. It doesn't have some amazing soundtrack or some, you know, iconic killer or anything like that, but it has likable kids. It has interesting enough kills. Dialogue is believable. The the kids are believable. The kills are fun, and we do have that little twist at the end, which is I enjoy the film as basic as it is, kids running around and hiding and then getting picked off one by one. But then that little switcheroo at the end where you think in the third act, all of a sudden it's predictable. You're like, oh, so he's the killer after all? And then you find out, no, no, he's not the killer after all. They're going to do this crazy switcheroo about a prison romance. <laughs> 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 you don't see shit like this. I mean, who thought to write that? It was just, it was creative at the time and it came out at a time where you didn't expect to see such a basic setup for a slasher film and it's just fun i just i just enjoy it it's just one of those every i think all of us have those films where you know the way you guys rate films you're out of five you know where right. most people are gonna rate it a three but you're gonna rate it a four i think we all have those films where we know it's not <laughs> the greatest film and most people are like yeah i could take it or leave it but it just resonates with you. And this is one, one of those films that just resonates with me. You know, I, I, I put it on and it's, it's it's a charming little slasher. It's fun. It's 80s nostalgia and it just it does what it does. You know, I, I dig it.
1: I, I completely agree with that. And uh, I don't really want to uh, go off on a tirade right now. I, I actually kind of want to hear Mike's thoughts before I go. So, Mike, well, what, what is what's kind of your take on this?
2: Well, it was a rental staple for me back in the uh, late 80s and 90s. I rented it quite a bit. Um, and it's one of those that I, I don't know. its um, It was lost to me for a few years there. And then I kind of like discovered it again. And then it was lost again. And then when 88 released this... Actually, Code Red released it first, but I didn't get that one because I had a feeling that 88 would release it, so I held out for that one. And then, uh, you know, I rediscovered it again. Um, But And it's like, every time I watch it still, the one thing that really gets me is that ending when the killer's in that ambulance and he just, like, turns... And, like, looks at you. I mean, holy shit, I get chills every fucking time. Because I feel like he's looking right at me. And it just freaks me the fuck out. I can't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: Um, Okay, well, for myself, uh, man, one thing you really have to give this film is you have to just give it credit for originality, first and foremost. I mean, it's, it's just... It blew me away with that ending. It is so original. And uh, I mean, with this one, you can tell it's an ultra low budget, independent film. But that doesn't take away from it for me. In in fact, I actually think it helps the film. I mean, being free of a studio, it just it oozes 80s. And I fucking dig it for that. It feels so much more authentic and less staged. Um, I, I mean, the setting, the premise Uh, some of the shots that we got, the kids, I I liked all of it. I really enjoyed that. And, you know, it's smart, too. Some of the camera angles, how the kids acted, there's intelligence there. Um, uh, However, though, uh, this is a slasher film, and sadly, the kills, they're they're just not the strongest out of a slasher. I mean, I'm I'm not saying they're horrible, but one thing that this does have that we didn't even touch upon was there's tension. And uh, I think there's actually some decent tension in this that they build up. Um, Overall, I I really fucking I I enjoyed this. And I know I'm going to end up revisiting this at some point. You know, Uh, I'm not a second watch Dave, but I'm definitely going to end up revisiting this.
3: Nice. You know, and none of us talk, talked about the disguises. He, The killer put on disguises the whole freaking movie and, and the stuff with the mannequins and shit. There was some cool stuff here, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every time like they'd go around a corner that he was always like changing up the mannequins, moving them around. How many fucking mannequins did this furniture store have? Because holy shit.
3: <laughs> I know, right? It was like a fucking chorus line. I know.
0: Yeah,
1: especially <laughs> at the end there. There was fucking hundreds of them it seemed like. Totally. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the disguises and all that, it just, it just, it, the whole film, it, it just has this feeling of kind of, I don't know, almost a surreal feeling of how it, it's playing out and how the kids are, are kind of thrown into this and they're realizing that it's surreal. And I, I, I don't know. It's, it's smart and enjoyable. I mean, okay, for, I'm going to rate it for myself. Uh, I have to give this, a. Uh, I'm gonna go three and a half. I, it was it was real close to four for me, but it's it's uh, three and a half stars.
2: It's real good. It's a four, four for Michael. Nice. No, well, it's a four for me, and then I round up the three and a half to a four for you.
1: No, there's no such thing.
2: <laughs> I tell you, I round up, and TV Guide they used to round up, and
1: this isn't TV Guide. We're playing by Joe Bob rules. Half stars count, and well, Joe Bob trumps TV Guide. Every single time.
2: Well, Michael J follows TV guy rules, so.
1: Well, seeing how you're half of Rabbit and Red and the other half says half stars count, half stars count. So, Dave, half stars being allowed, what would you give this?
3: Half stars being allowed. I am going to go three and a half as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah yeah good stuff i enjoyed yeah.
1: it man i really have to thank you for uh bringing this one on just a, this is a very nice palate cleanser after the toolbox murders <laughs> a nice
3: palate cleanser yes
1: <laughs> so thank you for that but i'm just you know, glad you
3: guys liked it man well Mike, yeah. mike's well versed in it i didn't know that but yeah i'm just i'm glad we all enjoy it
1: well before we really go we have to get into the 88 films transfer now and uh as we all know, I pay super close attention to this because I'd, we're reviewing it, and uh, I actually do my research. So, um, for me, I actually thought this was a really nice transfer from 88 Films. I, I think the colors are sharp. Um, I really only noticed one instance of uh, print damage, and it's barely noticeable at all. I think it's probably like two, three frames. It, it's You blink and you missed it, so... i I think they did a great job on the restoration um even the sound it was very clear it was it's just a great restoration so yeah
2: i must have blinked because i missed it so
1: (laughs) well your your eyes are also pretty shit so
2: probably
3: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely Um, the
3: best it's definitely the best it's ever been seen quality wise
1: yes and uh much past that the special features are sadly lacking though i mean we get the original trailer and then you do get a really nice booklet with it but that's 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 it um
2: the booklet is nice (laughs) as with most 88 releases they do come with booklets with different writings and whatnot and the booklets are usually very nice and very informative
1: yeah it's pretty bad though when i have to list that as the special features because you know all we got is a
2: trailer. Well, you got the deleted scene too taken from a VHS, the unrated VHS, which is the VHS that I believe I, I saw all those years ago. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, so for this, I mean, this is clearly and Dave already said it, this is clearly the best version of Hide and Go Shriek that you're you're gonna get. Sadly, though, this is Region B locked. So if you don't have that capability man code red does have a version out there um it has more special features but the picture quality is not as good it's actually a little dark um not as well defined uh
2: but wow you really did do your research
1: told you uh all that being said um if you're a fan of this or just a hardcore fan of slasher films and haven't seen this if you can watch region b films i highly suggest you get this one um if you're on the fence, not quite sure after hearing our review, I, I really suggest you check it out online, man. It, it's free on Amazon Prime, so no. Oh, excuse.
3: is it really? Wow. So, yeah, if you're a fan of 80 slashers and you haven't seen it, just see it straight up.
1: Absolutely. So, Dave, man, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, and if you guys are actually hearing this and unfamiliar with uh, exploding heads. Uh, I have no idea how the fuck you found us then, but, um, rectify that and listen to exploding heads because it is a, a great
3: show. They're on Legion. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Horphy and Legion. So, and yeah, right. thanks. Thanks for saying those kind of words, John. Appreciate
1: uh, it. Absolutely. Um, so Dave, if you have anything, uh, uh to say, I, I will hand the mic over to you and then we will close this bitch
3: out. Oh uh, no! Happening? Nothing else. <laughs> well, I'm also on ABC's The Hidden Horror with uh with Brian and Jamie Sammons, and that that's on Horrorophilia, so check that out too. But that's it. You know, I'm just I'm just glad to be here. It was fun to talk about a eighty slasher, you know. And I've been listening to you guys doing the slasher summer so far. And I love me some slashers, so <laughs> you know, keep on doing what you're doing, and, and thanks again for having me.
1: Oh, uh, it it was our pleasure, man. Um, Mike, do you have anything in,
2: um, mm, no, no, I got nothing.
1: (laughs) All right. So as always, we are a proud member of Legion podcasts. Thank you for supporting us. We love you guys and we just hope you all can stay spooky. Oh
2: God. What the fuck can stay spooky again? Really? That has to die. Can it die, please?
1: Alright. Keep it creepy.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) You know, I really want to get you a lobotomy, and then, you know, we'll just have you sit there the whole time.
0: So we'd
1: have two Michael J's on the show then?
0: Well, you <laughs> no, well, you would be more of a target,
2: Michael J, because you would have a drool cup. I don't have a drool cup, but you would. <laughs> then I would go to walk out of the room and slip on your drool like Jimmy did in Halloween 2, Katie. Hello. Gun, Hello. let's face facts. You were walking that Well, I would attempt to walk. Hobble is more like it, but okay. But I digress. Nobody's staying spooky or keeping it creepy or whatever.
1: Periton.